168 of the All the Books show recorded at the David A. Hale Public Library sometimes. Usually. Where we talk about book news, author news, and literary news, and I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. And here we are not at the David A. Hale Public yeah. Library, but representing the David A. Yes. Hale Public Library. Once again in my den. Yep. So Eric's den. Yeah. Which I mean, we've done several episodes here now, five or six, yeah. I feel like, over yeah. the course of the show. But as we just were saying, this is yeah. the first time where like you weren't super yeah. sick. I guess you weren't in sick the early days. The, uh... We did a Western episode, which I don't remember what it was, but before that we watched the Adam Sandler film, The Ridiculous Six. Now, I wasn't sick before we started that movie, but afterwards... Yeah. No, I was sick. I was not feeling well. So I was in the living room. That's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, well, we're going to be talking some video games today, folks. Uh, if, you, if you've been over to the Youth Services section lately, you'll know that we were expanding our collection a little bit, and Eric's been cultivating a collection of uh, video games yeah. and, and other things that have been pretty popular, I think. Yeah. I mean, whenever I'm we over got, there, they're always coming back or checking out. We got some, somebody donated GameCube and Wii yeah. games, so I was like, sure, let's add them. And they have checked out. Yeah. So they checked out like as soon as they went out. Yeah. So we live yeah. in a, a strange time, I guess strange so. place. I guess but... so. <laughs> I mean, I feel nostalgic for even those systems. Yeah. GameCube especially. Yeah. We never found its footing, in my opinion. You but, and me? But, no, we... The game system Wii. Right there, the you name and... is wrong. <laughs> no. Wasn't the Wii going to be called, like, the Dolphin? Wasn't no, that, that was thing? the GameCube. GameCube is going to be what called was the Dolphin. Wii, what was Wii's name? I don't know. I think it was Re- always... Revolution? Or... Oh, maybe, yeah. There was some, there was some cutesy but name. But the commercial was funny, because they would come to your door and be like, we want to play with you. Yeah. And it's the Nintendo Wii the wants Nintendo to play Wii. with you. Yeah. So, I guess that's funny. Because it's sentient. And it's like, yeah. you play with me! Oh. So... Well, let's bottle this magic for when okay. we get to our segment, because we're going to be talking about some retro games. Yeah. Right now... Also books. Let's, yeah, let's open up the old uh, bookmark. See, right. see where we're at, where we've been, what we've been where up to. Where we're going. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> what we can learn along the sometimes, way. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. All right. Well, here's what I've been doing. Okay. I finished Traveler's Rest, which was the last of my Halloween reading, and... I have a I have an interesting. Oh right, this one was scaring you. It was it was scaring me because it's like it's not it's not like a jump scare kind of book. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a scare and it's sort of like it. There's just ethereal like dreaminess where like you don't know you don't know what's what you don't know what's right. real and what's not and you it, it, you think things are happening and then you realize no they haven't even left and it's hard to explain. Uh-huh. And I said in my Goodreads review that. The bottom line is I don't think at the end of the book they successfully, like, did it. You know what I mean? I don't think the author, like, really successfully achieved the goal that was set out in that book. Mm-hmm. But huh? it was... I enjoyed it the whole way through. You know, I got to the end and I just felt like... I don't think that's the resolution that, that this book really needed... But I still enjoyed the book, and I would recommend it. I definitely think it's worth reading, and I'm going to check out his other stuff. Uh-huh. So I read that one. Uh, that was a great way to cap the Halloween uh, season for me. I, okay. I like that a lot. Uh, then I read something that I didn't really like called Never Go Back by Lee Child. This is a... This is a <laughs> Look, you, you had your warning I know. with this book, and you still went back. I know. Listen... So. The book we have a whole episode on Lee Child, so if you wanna if you wanna find that, you can go find it. Okay. But this is for the Patreoners Book Club. They've been asking to do uh, Jack Reacher, and mm-hmm. so you know I relented. And uh, this was one we had the audiobook for, which people always like. So I settled on this one. It's the most recent movie was based on this book. It's just <laughs> you know, like I keep coming back to Jack Reacher. So obviously there's something that I do like about it. Uh huh. But it just isn't. 
I think that they try to go for like, this is a deep, this is like a novel. And it's just not, you know, it's just a quick adventure story wrapped in like a 600 page book. 600 pages? Yeah. Never go back? Yes. Wow. That's what I'm saying. They're huge. These books are huge. And there's just, because he has no ties, because he has like no connection to anything, the story can't ever really progress. Uh-huh. It's just kind of like, here he is in this situation, here he is in this situation, which is fine. And I love a lot of book series or TV series that are like that, but not in a 600-page <laughs> book. You know what I mean? It's like, there's not enough there to merit that. So that that was my biggest frustration with that. I will say, the movie, which is Kobe Smulders and Tom Cruise, uh, strips away the romance element, which makes for a much more interesting story, because yeah. this was just a cheesy romance. Yeah. I've heard uh, thoughts that people are know too much about Tom Cruise these days, mm. so you can't do romances with him in movies anymore. Really? Because it seems a little creepy with uh. him with just any woman. Do you think that's true? I, I mean, name the last time he had like a real romantic interest, and even maybe like huh. kissed a woman in a romantic way. Yeah, you're right. Because in The Mummy, he kisses... Uh, the mummy, the mummy, but it's like a death kiss, right? Yeah, it's not a good thing. Which I think most people assume is Tom Cruise's Would normal kiss. Would you say, um, oh, what's it called? Death? No, live. It's not live, die, repeat. But what is that called? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Don't he and Emily Blunt have a thing? Kind of. And he kisses her. She kisses him though. Uh, yeah. Okay. Which doesn't make any sense. So you think it's like a real thing? You think they're really avoiding I, this? I I don't know if it's. Very wow. real, but I think the evidence supports such a theory. You broke some scandal. So, <laughs> uh, finally, I finished uh, her royal spiness. This is by Reese Bowen. This was one that was uh, we pulled out of the hat for the the patron pick book club, where people can just submit whatever they want. Um, you know, I've got this book in. I looked at the cover. I looked at the title, and was like, I do not want to read this. Mm-hmm. It looks dumb. It looks. Does it look you know, like its co-author was a cat? It does. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It looks like the worst kind of cozy mystery, and that title is so cheesy. Mm. But I loved this book. Wow. I really liked it. Yeah. And the thing is, I feel like some like publisher somewhere along the way was like, you should call it her royal spiness. And they were like, I guess. <laughs> because she's not a spy. She does no spying. Uh, <laughs> she's not addressed as your royal highness. Like It's just there's no... It right. doesn't fit with the tone of the book at all. And the tone of the book is actually pretty cool. She's Georgie is the main character, and she's like a low-level royal. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's thir- 34th, Sorry, in line, 34th in line for the throne. And her family's kind of fallen on hard times. And so some mystery things happen that she's kind of thrust in, figuring out this mystery, all the while kind of making her own way without, like, servants or any of the things that she would yeah. normally have. Would you say... The way she's making it is the only way she knows how? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So it's a little fish out of water. It's a little mystery. And, I mean, it does have some quirky, like, cozy-esque aspects to it. But I think it's a much better book than the the cover and the title would uh, lead you to believe. So I hope that people will read this book for the book club because I think it'll be fun to discuss. And it's a series that I'm going to follow. I mean, I really was impressed by it. Cool. And then I'm finally... uh, that's all I read, and I'm currently reading Children of the Jedi by Barbara Hambly. So this is like the Star Wars version of Children of the Corn? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. This is the first in the Star Wars, uh, it's a loose, the Callista trilogy, have you heard of this? It's no. this, Darksaber, and uh, Planet of Twilight? No. Okay. It's not an official trilogy, Eesh. but it deals with the similar characters and kind of tells one story. So it's Planet of Twilight just full of tweens. Yeah, it freaking is. Out. Sparkly <laughs> vampires. And, yep, that's what it is. Anyway, so I picked that up. I'm reading that with some friends for a book club. Who's this? Uh, I recognize Leia. 
I recognize yeah. Han, and there's Luke, but who's this just like ethereal being yes, right next I, to Luke? That, that's the Callista of the ah. Callista trilogy. All right. I think that she's like. Uh, I haven't gotten this far, and uh-huh. this is such old news that I'm sure a million people are going to be screaming at their monitors, being like, "No, here's what it really is." Mm-hmm. But I think she's like a like an embodiment of the Force. She's like a Force, okay, being. Yeah, and I think there's going to be a little romance. Really? That's my prediction. All right. Yep. So that's it for me. <laughs> okay. That's it for me. I've been playing games and stuff, yeah. just living life. That's having it? a good time. For you? Wow. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Well, you'll have more next week because hey, you yes, have to. I will. Uh, you have to run the election. Yes, I do. I'm working the election this year. And if you happen to be watching this or listening to this before Tuesday, Tuesday go and vote. Polls yeah. are open until 9 o'clock on Tuesday. So please do that. PM? No, yeah, 6, a, 6 a.m. to no, 9 p.m. Yes. Cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's it for me. What How about you? How many years have you done that? I don't know. I was trying to think. Since you were like 10? No. With your little uh, flag? <laughs> it's, been a, it. it's been a long time. Yeah. It's been at least five years. Yeah. But I think... I don't know. I think more than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I've done two presidential elections. So. All right. Anyway. There you go. Yep. Uh. All right. What did I finish? Yeah. Let me know. Okay. Let's let's get through this one. I finished Venom Tooth and Claw. I. Which is a ma- which is another one of those big collections of yeah. the '90s, and this is like the final of Venom's like ongoing mini series. Was this the run. one like several episodes back? You were complaining about how there was one that was not on Marvel. And not in a trade paperback. Right, this one had a This is but it. But they put all the they single issues onto okay. Marvel Unlimited. I know people were really... So I read through them all. Okay. There's like... Out of all the stories in here, there's one that's okay, and there's a single issue that's good, but it's more of a Spider-Man comic. Okay. Uh, and it's just it's just bad. Hmm. It's, it's really weird. I can't... I... Like, I would imagine even at the time, people would be reading this like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess it was canceled. So, uh, yeah, this is not... I don't know who, if this would ever make anybody a Venom fan reading okay. this volume specifically. Uh, the character was just so weird at this time. Anyway, I've now finished all the 90s Venom solo stuff. So, yeah, what I did living person was I started Daniel Way's Venom series, Shiver, from wow. 2003. Oh my gosh. I didn't like this very much. I gave it two stars. Okay. It is ba- it is just the thing. It's just John Carpenter's the thing. We just watched that. I know. Just recently. There's an Antarctic they're in the Arctic instead okay. of the Antarctic, but they're in the in an Arctic base. Somebody has a venom symbiote, but I don't think it's venom, but I'm not sure. Okay. I think it might be like a something a else, different. but it's okay. it's basically venom All right. with, without Eddie Brock. It's just the suit. It's going around and killing everybody. But the threat only works if you forget everything you know about Venom, because they're like, if he gets out there, he's going to devour the whole world and everything. Like, Venom is stopped by Spider-Man and less yeah. lesser heroes on a regular yeah, basis. Right. So they're acting like it's a huge deal if he gets out. They're changing some of the rules of how the symbiote works. Do you think it's inspired by the thing? It's it's not even inspired. I think if John Carpenter read this, he'd have a lawsuit on his hands. <laughs> uh, it is, I mean, there's a dog that has the oh, suit. Boy. I mean, it's... rip. It's another bit. It's it is just a blatant ripoff of some people are like. Oh, it's like Venom in the Thing. This is great. And I'm like, no, this is not good. It yeah. just makes you want to watch the Thing or read a better Venom comic. Mm. Anyways, I don't know how many people are, are going to have this uh, this issue. I have yeah. where I'm like, oh, I wish this was a better Venom comic. Yeah, <laughs> nobody cares. Uh, so, anyways, I also read Moon Knight by Warren Ellis. Wow, and he's usually a pretty he's uh, crazy. He's crazy, but he's usually pretty. Um, reliable for yeah. doing some interesting stuff and he has Fair kind enough. of a uh he can be 
what's the right word for the guy who writes uh, who wrote the cowboy uh, starts with an A uh, with uh, Morgan v- Vigo Mortensen. Help me out Appaloosa, here. Robert Appaloosa, B- Robert B. Parker. Yeah, Robert B. Parker. Okay. It reads, it, he kind of has that sparseness. There we go. Okay. It has a, right. sparseness, uh, a sparseness style of like, dialogue. So He's it's not the like, anti-Bendis. Yeah, he really is in this one anyway. Um, it's it's interesting. He only wrote it for six issues, but like each one is very standalone and they're very cool. Moon Knight is... He's wearing like a suit and with a mask instead of just his cape. Sometimes, okay. anyway, there's one issue in here which is basically the raid where he has to uh, get up five floors to save a girl, mm. and like he just has to. And it is it is visceral. Uh, my wife was sitting at the computer editing her podcast, mm-hmm. Nostalgia Me This, mm-hmm. and even with the headphones, she heard me go, Ugh. and she's like, "What?" And I showed her the image. She's like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> so, uh, but it's cool. It, it, there's a lot of flu- uh, fluidity to the artwork and everything. I really liked it. I think you might even maybe like it. Interesting. I don't know, uh, but I've read I've read a good amount of Moon Knight now. I downloaded so. a few things onto my Nook for from my DC app, mm. which is. Uh, pales in comparison to what you have access to on Marvel. <laughs> oh um, one comic I'm reading, I'm reading Unca- Uncanny Avengers Volume 2, because okay. I read Volume 1 forever ago, and I didn't like it, but I'm liking Volume 2, except I remember a big reason I don't like Uncanny Avengers is when you combine the Avengers with the X-Men, mm. the Avengers always come across as jerks, mm. because at one point, Wolverine and Rogue are just talking to each other about how to deal with Apocalypse and some other stuff. And Wasp is over there. It's like, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, nothing. She's like, you X-Men type, always with your secrets. I'm like, what do you mean by X-Men types? Yeah, you seriously. mean mutants? Wow. So, and then somebody else, a Scarlet Witch is in here. They're, the problem comic books have, like ongoing comics, that you don't find, I think, in any other medium, except for maybe like a TV show that's lasted 20 years, is that sooner or later, characters become damaged goods mm. where you just really can't do anything else with them yeah and scarlet witch is in here and ever since she did the whole no more mutants thing right she's kind of just like she's got she doesn't have a hill to die a stand right, on right. She, every time she tries to make an argument it's like well you ruined a million people's lives right. and changed the alternate reality just to make your dad and brother happy yeah. and all this stuff so she's in here and she's yelling at rogue and it's like house nope. of m everyone yeah house if you of want m. to read that series so Anyways, that's just a problem comic books okay. have in general. Yeah, she's not the only. There are pl- Cyclops is damaged goods at this mm. point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I also uh, made progress in Contagion by Aaron Bowman. Oh, the YA. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah. YA sci-fi book. Yeah, I don't think you would have to worry about reading this as YA though. Oh yeah, I have only identified one character as actually being like a teen. Uh. She's an intern. Okay. I think so, like a college intern. This really feels more like. I guess like that emergent adult level. Okay. Like it, it's it's not reading like teen sci-fi. Okay. They're on a ship. They're going off to a rescue mission. It reads like a, like the beginning of Alien. Hmm. Um, and I'm reading this and I'm like, I don't. What teens are really going to get into this? Right. But I guess when you when you write sci-fi and you write it with less of a detailed level as like you know some of the big standards do. Where do you right. where do you put it? Right. So it's interesting. Um, hmm. Like Cinder is obviously YA, yes, but it's yes, cool it and sci-fi. Right? Yeah, but Contagion. Yeah, I'm reading it. I'm like, this really does seem like something for an adult. Hmm. So I don't know. I guess more like a college age. Okay. But anyway, uh, but so far it's fine. That's good. Um, 
I'm interested in it, but it hasn't featured on a me. sexy new book club episode. That's true. A while back, uh, and I had to wait to read it because it got uh, it got checked out a few times. Great. So, um, yeah, uh, nothing, no inciting incident has happened, but it's it's building a creepiness. So hmm. that's it. That's what I've been okay. reading. Good times. So, I got some other stuff I got checked out. So. Yeah, I've, I'm like, well, as we said, I mean, yeah. I'm going to be stuck in an election booth all day tomorrow, so <laughs> I've got a lot of things that I want to try to get through. I've right. had some things stacking up, which I hate. I hate when that happens. But anyway, uh, let's do some advance notices, folks. Woo! So we're going to we're gonna switch over to book news, give you a heads up on some of the things that are upcoming. Uh, let me just pull up my list here. So uh, for the last couple of weeks, we've just been doing standard print. I have We've had kind of a lag in getting our notifications for large print. Mm-hmm. Now we have them. So I've got two uh, new to large print titles that are going to be coming out in large print in February. So you've got some time here. Uh, this is book number three of The Bishop Files by Kay Hooper. Uh, popular popular author in the thriller section. Uh, this, is, this is not one... Not, a, not an author that I've read before, but this is the conclusion to uh, the Bishop Files trilogy. So it's a good little uh, three-book set you can get into if this sounds interesting to you. Tasha Sullivan's worlds turns upside down when the psychic abilities she had tried so hard to live with in secret suddenly made her a target stalked by unseen enemies. John Brody is by nature, by training, and by instinct, a guardian. He's a member of an intricate and secretive network of individuals who have devoted their lives into the deadly struggle of saving psychics in danger of being taken or being killed. It is a war very few other people even know exists, and yet its ten- tentacles stretch deeply and dangerously into every aspect of society. Hmm. Tasha has abilities not even she is aware of, abilities that the other side would give virtually all they possess to destroy, and if being hunted like an animal were not bad enough, she has to learn how to become a warrior in a battle she did not choose to save people she does not know, and possibly even the very world around her. Hmm. If John Brody can keep her alive long enough... I did not see that going sci-fi in the way that it did. <laughs> yeah. How many tentacles do you think they're really talking here? Do you yeah. think they're like legit squid tentacles? Several, several tentacles. Yeah. Tentacles. yeah. I said tentacles. The other one uh, that's coming out in large print is Times Convert. This is by Deborah Harkness. Uh, this is part of the All Souls trilogy. Mm. This is one that we talked about you a couple of times. Times Kool Aid. You don't. We talked about this one a couple times when it was coming out in standard. But if you're waiting for the large print, wait no further. Is this one that you wanted to read? No, I mean I was kind of interested in it because okay. of like the the multi generation thing, um, but that the K Hooper series that we were talking about first, the Bishop Files, uh, the the predecessors are the First Prophet, Deadly Web, and now Final Shadows. So you got Final Shadows, Final Shadows and then you have Times Convert, both coming out in large print in February. Okay, pretty exciting yeah. news. Uh, what do you got on the old New York Times bestseller? Boy, list? I bet uh, my friend John Grisham's going to be on there, right? It's not. It's not an exciting list, oh. let me tell you that. Mainly because everything is still here, but it's all just moved down one. Oh. So when I was setting, when I was getting like the covers together and yeah. everything, I just had to change the numbers by one. Except right. uh, Where the Crawdads Sing is back at number 10. This is oh. the hardcover fiction list for adults on the New York Times bestsellers list. And yeah, number ten is where the crawdads sing, which was off the top ten last this week. This is a this is a book club book. I don't uh, um, like Oprah or. Maybe Reese Witherspoon? I can't remember. Uh, I think it's Oprah. Is it? I, th- I thought it was, too. Let me open but... this image in. Nope. Reese's Book Club. Reese's Book Club. Okay. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. She also chose uh, The Lion Game by Ruth Ware. That was another mm. one that she chose. Yeah. Well, Reese Witherspoon's book, Where the Crawdads Sing, by Delilah Owens. In a quiet town in North Carolina coast in 1969, a woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect. I did not think in 1999 we would be reading books because of Reese Witherspoon. 
No. <laughs> so I can't really think of a time when that would have been. Yeah, I don't know who this is. I don't. I don't know how that happened. But yeah, I don't either. I guess she just. She's a good actress. Yeah. I haven't ever not liked her in anything. Yeah. She just. Even now, she still doesn't strike me as like a mover and shaker. No. Like Emma Watson, I kind of get. Yeah. I mean, I get because she's like she's a big influencer. She's yeah. always kind of presented herself as kind of being Hermione anyway. Yeah, right. So, but, yeah, I don't know what happened there where people like Reese Witherspoon gets well, it. Well, she's got one out. She's been doing audiobooks. She did mm-hmm. really well-received uh, readings of To Kill a Mockingbird and Ghost Out of Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Those those kind of made a big splash. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. All of a I, sudden, like, the book club just kind of popped right. up. and If Sandra yeah, Bullock came out with a book club, I'd understand. You'd read it? Well, yeah. may, probably. I mean, but I'd get why people would follow, like, Sandra Bullock. Okay. I Yeah. I yeah, guess, yeah. you know, I don't I think I... I don't think I get that. Really? I guess I'd get if it was like Meryl Streep. Yeah, that I get yeah. as well. So but I know what you're saying. Reese Witherspoon is an odd choice. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, the ALA has a thing with Sarah Jessica Parker where she's choosing them. That's another one that I wouldn't really. Hmm. I don't I, know. I guess I get Sarah Jessica, Parker. but maybe because I anything... associate her as like a journalist, even though oh, yeah. she's <laughs> right. She just acted as one. Well. Yeah. So I mean, anything that promotes like reading and literacy, yeah. anything that makes it exciting. No, I'm for just saying it's great. Yeah. It was a she's a surprising figure to come out yeah. of like Legally Blonde. Yeah, right. but I guess Sandra Bullock was in uh, yeah. that other movie. And also, uh, you just made up that Sandra Bullock has a book club. That's not yeah, a real, she does. That's not a real thing. So, <laughs> but what if this starts a fire? Yeah, and Sandra this starts Bullock starts the campaign out. right yeah. now. Yeah, so. Sandy, if you're listening. Yeah. She doesn't like Sandy. She doesn't like that? No. Oh, okay. No. It's, All right. It's well, I, well, I didn't like Speed 2, so... Ooh. I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, number nine, Vince Flynn, Red War. Mitch Rapp novel. Uh, that you, you started bobbing your head like you were going to deliver a rap. Like you were trying oh, yeah. to find the beat. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, so then number uh, eight, The Witch Elm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tana French. Ton of French. After Toby Hennessy's retreats to his family's ancestral home, a skull discovered in the backyard exposes his family's past. Do you think it's like a talking skull? It's like, and then your mother went, I guess. <laughs> it's like, stop it, Shh, skull. I'm listening to the skull. Stop it. <laughs> All right, number... I'm losing track of the numbers here. Seven, Holy Ghost by John Sanford. Virgil Flowers investigates shootings in a Minnesota town following an attempt to revive its ailing economy. Uh... The next number. See, I have even see, got the I, numbers right here. I'm trying to look up why Reese Witherspoon has a book club, and I see the website, and I still don't, I still don't understand it. But that's mm, all right. That's all right. right. Number six, Ambush by James Patterson, James O'Born. Michael Bennett discovers that an assassin is targeting him and his family, making him realize he shouldn't have a family, just like Jack Reacher. Thus, he Ooh. only owns one pair of underwear. Forget Wowzer. it. He doesn't need any underwear. You didn't have to He's going to go commando. It's an easier lifestyle anyway. You didn't have to say that underwear thing. <laughs> okay. Nobody. Number five, Jody the Colts. A spark of light. Uh, the lives of patients, doctors, and activists intersect when a gunman holds them all hostage in a woman's health center in Mississippi. Uh, number four. Uh, what is this? Unsheltered. By Barbara Kingsolver. This one you want to read? Yeah, I'm interested in this. I've only read one of hers, but I really enjoyed it. Okay. Prodigal Summer, if you're wondering. Uh, intertwined stories of two families who live in a different centuries at the same street corner in Vinland, New Jersey. That seems kind of gimmicky, but, you know, we'll give it a shot. You already knew that, and you already wanted to read it. I know. Uh, number three, the next person you meet in heaven. Ugh. Yeah. Take it. So number. boring. Oh. Jeez. Uh, the sequel to The Five People You Meet in Heaven follows Annie on her heavenly journey. Yeah. I feel like I keep trying to come up with someone ridiculous to meet, and then I come yeah. up with nothing. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a bummer. Do they, still, do they still make Hallmark movies? Because yeah. they might as well just start filming. Yeah. 
Gary Coleman. Yeah. Cool. Gary Coleman. Yeah. Wow. Wait. Like from Different Strokes? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Great. What, was you talking about Eric? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I guess I thought, I thought we were casting the movie. If and Gary I thought Cole... you were going with Gary Cole, and then you said Gary Coleman, and uh, it was just Gary a... Coleman's one of the people you meet in heaven. Yeah, no, I, yeah. yeah, I. Though I tell you what, if he's still saying uh, what you talking, what you're talking about, yeah. about, that is not his heaven. No, he is trapped in a hell. No. <laughs> uh, number two, Every Breath by Nicholas Sparks. Difficult choice of surface when Hope Anderson and True Walls meet in North Carolina seaside town. Yeah. I I just want to know what the other thing is. Yeah. What's the twist? Yeah, there's got to be something. Yeah. And yeah. have to raise a three-legged horse right. together. Right. Someone's so. got leukemia. Then, yeah. Someone's ex is trying to murder someone. Yeah. There's yeah. something that's happening. I think you described Safe Haven, safe haven that second oh, time. okay. All right. So, uh, number one, The Reckoning by John Grisham. Johnny G. A decorated World War II veteran shoots and kills a pastor inside a Mississippi church. What is going on, Mississippi? Yowzer. Yeah. So, oh, you think oh, the state of Mississippi is, a, is, is a, like, uh, don't This is you. a Ford County story, isn't it? Like Time to Kill or Sycamore Row? I couldn't tell you. I think so. I probably could I tell you is. by typing in The Reckoning. I think it is. While he's looking at that, folks, I will just tell you, if you want to know more about Reese's Book Club, you can go to hellosunshine.com. You can My find all friend. of the pics. Uh, let's see. They're interesting. I mean, the, the pics are interesting. I'll, I'll give them that. The Reckoning is Grisham's argument that he's not just a boilerplate thriller writer. Yeah. What? I wouldn't even call John Grisham a thriller writer. Mm-hmm. That's odd. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't see a time where this takes place. John Grisham takes us on an incredible journey from, oh, well, World War II. Okay. From Jim Crow South to the jungles of the Philippines during World War II. Huh. From an insane asylum film with the secrets to the Clayton courtroom where Pete's defense attorney tries to desperately to save him. Clanton. Uh... I don't... Yeah, I can't yeah. find anything that says... Yeah, that's, I, that's Ford County. Okay. Yep. If you say so. I do. Uh, I do. And what's more, Reese Witherspoon says so. Just kidding. She she does not. She, I, she probably it, doesn't. She will... Uh, not a lot of great reviews. Oh, there they are. Nope. Bad? Mixed reviews. Well... Mixed at best. I... Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I've, I've had mixed reviews for Grish for yeah. a while. I know. It's been a bad time for you. Grey Mountain and Camino Island. What about him? You don't uh, like the, him. In the last, like, five years, five, six years, those are the only two that I've liked. Oh, those are the ones you did like. Grey Mountain, Camino Island. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm alone on Grey Mountain, too. I don't think people like that book. My wife read it, not a fan. But, you know, mm. it happens. It happens. Are we ready to spotlight some retro video games? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, Eric and I, there's, there's a divide. There's a wall between us. Uh, and that is, he's a Super Nintendo man, mm-hmm. and I'm a Sega Genesis man. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna, we're going to be talking a little bit about those today, because I never played a Super Nintendo, not really, mm-hmm. and you don't have much experience on Sega. No. And not too much. you know, so we got we got to yeah. fill each other in. And first of all, I want to know Eric attended a retro gaming conference in Syracuse, and I want to hear about it. Hmm. I guess when you put conference at the end of it, it sounds like I went there. It's like, oh, oh yeah. So I can attract mm-hmm. more people with yeah. yeah no, yeah. Uh, it was a it was a convention. Yeah, sorry, a convention. Yeah, a convention. So though there were panels. Yeah, see, uh, there you go. Was Doctor Mario there himself? No. Oh, but the voice of Mario was there. That's right. Oh, okay. He, he, so I met him. Yeah. All right. Uh, got a video recorded with him. I pictures. saw the video. Yeah, we so, need to, we'll put that on the Twitter. He sounds just like Mario normally, but you can tell when he's doing the Mario oh, voice. Like when he's talking, he's just like, "Okay, you're next up." Yeah, he he comes up when we're taking the picture yeah. and he's like, "Okay, boys, let's do this." And he kind of sounds like Mario, but then he yeah. goes, 
first picture, victory. He's like, ah And his voice goes up a little bit. He's yeah. like, all right, second picture, break the box. He's like, wahoo! And so it's just, he just flows into it. Huh. Like, but even just his normal speaking voice he, is Mario-esque. Is Mario-esque. He just, it gets a little higher when he's Mario. Okay. Well, so, I think you know the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog was Urkel. Yeah. For a long time. For a while, yeah. Julia White. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's basically a... Um, a vendor, yeah. like a vendor location. Okay. Um, lots of vendors selling video games from you know everything. Um, downstairs they had like this cool. They called it a tournament room, but it really felt like a museum because like all these computers just lined everything around. And they all had like some text games, Oregon Trail, nice. uh, the original Doom, and it kind of just went from like very early video games up. And they had uh, like those small CRT. Uh, like tube televisions playing oh, okay. like Halo and I'm like uh-huh. oh I played Halo on a TV that small and then uh-huh. I was like oh geez Halo was a long time ago yeah <laughs> um, yeah so it was fun they nice. had a band they had some bands playing um, yeah you could buy lots of stuff did you learn anything interesting new exciting I learned that the retro game market is a crazy hot. economy hot and happening uh, if you want to buy made a... some, you made some connections too some yeah some folks we might get down to the library yeah. For some classes. Oh, that's true. Things. Yeah. yeah. We've, uh, they did have a few uh, crafts. I got a Moogle. Uh, a Moogle's from Final Fantasy. I believe you. But I, it was a custom, like, plush. That's cool. Uh, so they did have some uh, art vendors and everything, some nice. artwork and whatnot, and that was cool. Um, but yeah, I learned that if you have GameCube games, you are you got $60 in your pocket right guess there. Guess what, brother? You've got a lot. I've got a lot of GameCube yeah. games. You have I love GameCube. $200. No, yeah, I you, guess so. It's, uh, it is kind of ridiculous. I'm sitting on so. a gold mine. Didn't yeah. even know it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, box, like some people are selling just empty boxes. Like this is the original yeah. Super Nintendo box for Donkey Kong Country uh-huh. with the booklet, no game, wow. $60. Wow. And it's just because some people just want, some collectors just need it. They have yeah. the game, but they don't have the box. And yeah. It's just, it's insane. Wow. So it's interesting though. Yeah, I guess um, so. I guess so. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, let's go back. Let's go back All to right. the, the dawn of these things. Now, I remember, I know we're not talking about the NES, but I have this very clear memory of that coming out and my mom and stepdad being like, all right, well, we could we could either like take a trip to Florida uh-huh. or we could get a Nintendo, a Nintendo and some games. And I was like, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> so we did it. We did it. Yeah. We got that original Nintendo. I was all about nice. it. <laughs> loved it. Loved Mario. Loved Duck Hunt. Yeah. But fast forward a couple of years. I remember... What came out first, Sega or Super Nintendo? Uh, the Genesis. Okay. Did you have an NES? Yeah. You had the original? Yeah. Okay. Most of my very early memories revolve around an NES okay. and, like, the first Mario. Were you were you interested in the Sega or you just didn't care about it at all? I mean, when Genesis came out, I'm, we must have still... We either had the NES yeah. or... I mean, I just didn't know about this stuff. I okay. mean, the day my mom and dad put a Game Boy in my hands, I was yeah. like... Okay, I guess I have a Game Boy now, and yeah. I guess a Game Boy is a thing that I know about right. now. Because, like, I was, in 1990, I was four. Yeah. So, like, they probably gave me a Game Boy when I was, like, four or five. Wow. So, like, I didn't know. Right. I don't know when I, I... I mean, the first time I saw Genesis was over at my uncle's house when I, they were babysitting, and it was just Sonic. And I don't think I totally interpreted, this is different. This is... I was, so. I was very aware. So, right. wait, when did, when did Genesis come out? Oh, boy. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Anyway, I remember. I, read the book. I remember very clearly um, hearing about Sega coming out and seeing like in Target or wherever like the displays of this is coming, this is soon. Yeah. And I remember because the original big deal. Nintendo was eight bit. Yeah. Sega was what sixteen, right? Or is it thirty two? 
16-bit. Okay. So yeah, the I Mega Drive or Sega so Genesis. So excited about about this, you know. And so I was saving up my money, and I remember my grandpa being like, "You sure you don't want to just buy more Nintendo games?" And mm-hmm. at the time, I just, Sega just seemed like 1989. So, okay, it just seemed so like cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just seemed like yeah. No, that was if it you... seemed so hip. Because yeah. you take, like, Mario, and yeah. I love Mario, and I'm not mm-hmm. trashing Mario, your yeah. friend Mario. Yeah, I met him. Yeah, my friend. But, like, you know, if you look at the old Mario, and uh-huh. you look at, like, 90 Sonic... I mean, look at this guy. Look at Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. He's great. Listen, man... I, I thought... I mean, I just thought it was the coolest thing, yeah. and I just... I remember unboxing it, yeah. getting that sucker out. Loved it. If Console Wars is all about them, like, launching the Sega Genesis in yeah. America, and just all the... Like, everything you're saying was 100%... And probably more intentional. There you go. Like the meetings they had for advertising, yeah, were, was intentional. Sonic's just like design, yeah, was intentional. Like everything about like the reason he, the reason your own son, yeah, thought he looked like Mickey Mouse, yeah, that's intentional. Really? Yeah. I uh, have. Uh, so if, if you're just listening on the audio, I brought along with me my 1993 yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog stuffed animal that I've had since childhood, yeah. and I got it out to show my son, and he loved it. It was like, wow, it's super Mickey. Yeah, he didn't know. Which is, you know... It's pretty it, accurate. It was so. at that moment that I realized I failed him as a parent because um, he didn't know Sonic the Hedgehog was. But. Yeah, I mean, they have they had the catchphrases like uh, Naten- uh, Sega does what Nintendo don't. Nice. So that... Pretty that, good. Yeah. I have no memory of the Super Nintendo. Yeah. I don't remember it coming out. I don't remember... I'm all Super Nintendo. Okay, right well, here, tell yeah. me about it. Uh, well, I mean, we didn't... I don't know what year we got it. We would have gotten in, like, 92, okay. I think. That seems right. Um, like Christmas 1992. That seems very right. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's rough because I got Jurassic Park sheets, so I'm trying to uh, like, but I, I don't yes. think the movie was out yet. Okay. So anyway, uh, or maybe it was, uh-huh. I, anyway, we got it at Christmas. Yeah. Christmas 93. Okay. There we go. Anyway, we got a Christmas 93, um, and it came, it came with Super Mario World in it. And that was also another thing where like, I opened it up and... Like, I guess I made a Christmas list, or I didn't. Yeah. But I had no clue the Super Nintendo existed. Right. So, like, opening up, I'm like, cool, a Super Nintendo's okay, a thing. Okay, so this wasn't a thing you, like, anticipated or no. anything. No. Oh, It was okay. just, my my mom got it. I mean, we had an NES for a long time, and then it broke. Um, but I had played all three Marios. My mm-hmm. mom had played Zelda. I had played Tiny Toons on mm-hmm. oh, the yeah. NES. There were a bunch of NES games that I enjoyed. Um but when we got the Super Nintendo, I was also probably then like six or something, so okay. uh, older, and that you could save progress and everything. But yeah, opening it up, I'm like, what is this? Because on the back, it had like the pictures of all the games yeah. you could get, but it came with Super Mario World, which was just like, there it is. This uh, It's a brand new Mario game with a dinosaur, a lot more dinosaurs in, uh, in Super Mario World. See, so I didn't really that play that until... Like college, we had an SNES emulator, and we I played some of that. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's a whole like gap that I have, like yeah. a, like a PS One. I've okay. like hardly ever played anything on either of those systems, right? So it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think graphically, it's not as impressive as I think the color palettes were different. Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it, it always seemed more muted to me. Yeah, or Sega and Sonic and everything is very bright. Yeah, it came out after blues uh, and greens. When did it come into America? Ninety uh, one. Okay. So um, it's sixteen bit, but yeah, it had a different color palette. Yeah. And I think your Genesis had a different sound chip that had more mm-hmm. of a bass. Yeah. Um. So you got so yeah. Genesis had different music. Um. I mean, it was different technology and stuff. They were technically the same 
level, but Genesis had a different look than Super Nintendo. Yeah, definitely. So, a lot... I almost feel, like, chaotic. Like, the graphics always felt more chaotic on a... uh, A Genesis? A Genesis than on a Super Nintendo. Yeah, that's true. So, but I think that was the appeal. Yeah. So, anyway. I loved it. I loved the controller. I mean, I loved everything about it. Uh, If you had to choose, if you had to say, like, this is the greatest Super Nintendo game. I could tell you what the greatest game of all time is. Okay. It's the Legend of Zelda Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo. Okay. It's, I mean, that is absolutely my favorite, uh, probably my favorite game of all time. Um, But also, like, one of the best games on the Super Nintendo. I have never in my life played any kind of Zelda game. No, this one's good. And what's great about it is is, uh, the Super Nintendo, a little bit, Genesis still looks good. I feel like some games on the Super Nintendo have aged a little better, mm. probably because of that, like, chaotic... Like, you look at a, you look at uh, Link to the Past, the Zelda game for the Super Nintendo now, mm-hmm. and it still looks gorgeous. Um, and I think some, like, some early Genesis games don't. Like, I mean, That's probably true. I mean, the, they were figuring it out the marquee games, you know, like, yeah. like the Sonic series, especially I'd say Sonic and Knuckles yeah. had, like, a great... Yeah, they all look good, it, yeah. You know, which is really neat. Um, uh, for me, yeah. Sega. I mean, if I if I had to name the greatest Sega game, and I mm-hmm. do yeah. for the purpose of this podcast, do you know what I'm going to say? Is it Sonic Two? It's not. Is it Dalton? It is Cool Spot. It's Cool Spot. Cool Spot. All right. So Based this off is of the very the Seven <laughs> Up, the Seven Up, yeah. Cool Spot, yeah. With the sunglasses, yeah. I mean, it is just an amazing game. I can't remember in the Seven Up commercials with the spot like. Came out of yeah. The, he had sunglasses. Yeah, and he, but he would like pop off the sticker. Yeah, like grab his own Seven Up. Yeah, and then like give us a thumbs yeah. up or something. That, have you I, ever have you ever played Cool Spot? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I played Cool Spot over. I had like so I had a Super Nintendo. Yeah, but everyone else I knew had a Genesis. Okay. Um, and I never like there was never like this desire for me to have a Genesis instead of a Super Nintendo. But it was always kind of interesting. Like, oh, you don't ha- you have a Genesis as well? Yeah. So yes, I knew somebody who had Cool Spot. And I remember watching it being played. I'm like. This is strange. But it is. Cool. It is very strange. I mean, you're just the spot, and you yep, basically you shoot spot. out. You shoot out fizz. You shoot out fizz and like get things. It sounds so stupid, but I'm yeah. telling you, you're not the only like, one who loves this, man. It is just like the levels are so yeah. like crazy and inventive, yeah. and the things you have to do. Um, I've heard some epic remixes of the soundtrack as well. So oh yeah, like the, the music. The music's great. The look is great. I mean, that game. I think more than. I mean, it's a lot of great games on the Sega, but I think yeah. Cool Spot. Uh, if that suddenly just like do you came still out have cool today, spot? yeah, because you said you have all the games you've ever had. Oh yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. there you go. I still have cool spot. My Sega doesn't work anymore though. I need to get like uh, one of the new one of the yeah, new ones. So I can gone do to the retrocon. I guess I should have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, cool spot. Cool spot's <laughs> great. Cool spot's great. What else is in your top for uh, Super Nintendo? Uh, all right. So on the list, uh, right below uh, Zelda. I mean, I already said Super Mario World. So that one's like. That's one of my favorite okay. like platformers of all time, like that. But I'll say Final Fantasy three slash six. Okay. Because it was three over here, but it's technic- It's Final Fantasy six. I, I don't need to explain the numbering right now. I would like to. But know. if you had it, oh, they just um, Final Fantasy one was mm. on the NES, but they didn't send over two and three because okay. they thought they were too hard. Like and, Mario Lost Levels. Yeah. So they didn't come over here, but then the Super Nintendo came out and they sent over Final Fantasy four, uh-huh. but. To not confuse people, they right. called it two, mm-hmm. and then they skipped five, and then with six they sent it over and oh. called it three. Wow! So, but that, anyway, that is confusing. On the Super Nintendo, it's called Final Fantasy three, but this it's a it's an RP it's a role playing game, okay. it's um, turn based and everything. But the story is one of like 
my favorite stories and everything. It has some of my favorite characters in, like, anything that I read. And this was probably my first introduction to steampunk. Okay. So, like, I feel like I've been chasing uh, <laughs> this this level, these, like, type of characters and this coolness of steampunk and fantasy, and I just haven't found it in anything else. Um, it's it's really cool. The villain in it is very much the Joker. Okay. He's just, like, an agent of chaos. Okay. But he just, he just sinks his teeth into the role. He's just, <laughs> he just loves doing what he's doing. Okay. So, like, he just poisons a whole water supply of a whole town just to do it. And wow. he's just laughing as he does it. Yeah, that and, sounds like the Joker, yeah. But it's but then it's very sad because you end up having a There's a character in there whose wife and son die. And later on, you're traveling through these woods and you find a ghost train. And the train is leaving and you realize the wife and son are on the train and they're waving and he's chasing the train down. And it's just very sad. Yikes. Uh, man, it's so good. Yeah, I guess so. Graphics are great. The music is probably one of my favorite soundtracks of all time wow so yeah it's, and i didn't play this until i was 14 oh really so like i already had a nintendo 64 yeah and then i found this i don't know how my mom decided to pay 60 bucks for this because yeah. this was anyway wow there you go okay so. uh ne- next for me i'm gonna have to give it to captain america and the avengers man yeah what, uh, what's one of your favorite lines in captain Am- for uh, I mean, anybody who's listening my wife hates when i do the lines but uh you know every time there would always be like, there was basically one voice. Like, the characters didn't have different voices. That way, you could play as Vision, Iron Man, Hawkeye, or Captain America. Right. And so, anybody would say anything. Mm-hmm. But they would say a lot of... Like, there'd be these little power-ups right. where Wonder Man would come, and uh-huh. he would just, like, throw you a power-up. And they'd go, thank you, Wonder Man! Right. <laughs> and in the flying levels, Wasp would come up, same thing, thank you, Wasp! Like, they don't... <laughs> it doesn't... Yeah. But so I mean, I'm telling you what, this was a you have this cold hearted if you don't enjoy that. Yeah, if you don't, <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't. But you play, you can play as all four Avengers, uh-huh. you know, and you can you can jump in and jump out anytime. Right. So like, I'd be playing, and my friend would come over and be like, "Hurry up, against Red Skull!" You know. Right. Uh, it took me forever to beat this game, but yeah. I remember this is like the first game that I really have a very clear memory of, like seeing all the way through because remember this was not an era where you can save not everything yeah you some know, of them this could, was but yeah. not this one this was like start you had to start to finish yeah. it and i remember so clearly like doing it and it yeah. was very scary because yeah. it was just me Did this not even have like a password system no because that was a thing no you had to anyway. fight you had to fight red skull mm-hmm. and then you had to fight like mecha red skull who mm. was like huge yeah so yeah captain america and the avengers i always played as hawkeye ha huh. yeah that was funny yeah i guess yeah why I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It was a simpler time. Yeah. Um, here's a game that I got as a kid that's also just like, I don't even know why my mom got it in the first place. I don't know who was getting me these games Okay. and everything, but some one day I had Street Fighter 2 in my house. Oh. Um, yeah. And Are we talking Super or, super, just, regu- or yeah. just, just Street Fighter 2 okay. for the Super Nintendo? Um. And, like, I hadn't played a fighting game. Yeah. But here it was on it. So I was like, sure, I'll play this. Um, I mean, maybe we rented it first and then See, we bought it. Now you're making me think of all the games that I didn't give you to put on the list that I Sorry, wish man. I would have. Like Justice Super, Street, Super yeah. Street Fighter 2 and Justice League Task yeah. Force. Great fighting games. Well, apparently Super Street, or Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo isn't a great version okay. of it because it's slower and everything. Oh. But I would have been, like, six. So that probably benefited me. Yeah. Because, like, I would just sit there and I would just play... At through and you had to beat the seven other main characters to get to the four bosses okay. and like I didn't often get to Bison but like I had a fun time I yeah. used to play with my mom a lot she would play as Chun Li um, I would probably play as like E Honda and Dulcine okay. a lot but 
man, uh, the nostalgia. I I actually just played this again Saturday because I have like the collection on my computer. I just sat there and played as Ryu through them again and got my butt kicked. So Zangief always scared me yeah. as a kid. I he always intimidated me because he's just huge. He's vicious. He's got these red chest marks, hair, probably. And I don't know what the red marks are, but as yeah. a kid, I think I thought they were like blood. Uh, like he was like cracking in half and bleeding. I don't know. That's scary. It was just so weird. But um, yeah, it's it's a game that like I'm not good at. I was never like I didn't know the moves and everything, but I just played so much because like the characters were cool. That's awesome. And now the music is like stuck in my brain. <laughs> uh, that's another one with a fantastic soundtrack. Like each track, uh, I can't remember the uh, composer's name, but she she like killed it with each track. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's awesome. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I totally. Lo- I Super Street Fighter. Yeah, too. you had Super Street Fighter, I which means it. you had like the four other yeah, characters, Cammy like Cammy and the difference. Yeah, DJ and Fei Long. And- uh, the next, the next uh, is Jurassic Park. I didn't, yeah, you didn't tell me about that. Jurassic one. Park was like, and I had, I don't even know why I got this game because I had, I never saw the movie. Like it was Jurassic Park. Oh, that's was, right, you're weird. Jurassic Park was like not part of my life, but this game, I love. Saw a couple of uh, it, Jurassic Parks at the con. Did you? Yeah. I still have it, and I still remember the code to the boat level is four N N B two O A. He's doing it. So then you go right to the boat level, which is great. The coolest thing about this game was that you could play as Grant mm-hmm. or you could play as the T-Rex and the games were totally different. And to me I just thought that was be, amazing, yeah. you know, yeah. like you could you could do two totally different. It was yeah. like two games in one. So you so. play as the T-Rex and you go to a park where they've cloned a bunch of humans? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the T-Rex like, yeah. "How did you do this?" Pretty much. Yep. I'll show you. That's a raptor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I understood it was a raptor voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so this is a cuz I'm going to have a game that's different, but there was usually, like, a huge difference between, like, Jurassic Park for the Genesis okay. and Jurassic Park for the Super Nintendo. Okay. They would just... You had, like, a side-scrolling action game. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had, a, like, a bird's-eye view adventure game huh. where, like, you'd have to go around and collect things and you didn't really want to run into dinosaurs because they were bad news where you were, like, popping over waterfalls and shooting the T-Rex and yeah, everything. Yeah, you gotta throw a flash grenade, yeah. right, because otherwise... But, I mean, this isn't the first time where it happens. There's very few games... Uh, like this, licensed games where they're the same mm. on the system. All the Disney games are different. Interesting. So I don't know if it's because of technology Man, or well, the company that was working on it. Lion King for Game Gear? Yeah. Okay. Choice. So, Choice. Jurassic Park. But I, yeah, I had that for Super Nintendo and that was, awesome. that was fun. Um, I guess then I'll just move to segue to that. Aladdin for the Super Nintendo? Yeah. So Aladdin is also not for the Super Nintendo. I don't hear a lot of people talk about it. Most people talk about the Genesis Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the difference there is that the Genesis Aladdin, apparently, uh, and me not having one, it's apparently very action-packed. Oh, yeah. Um, But the Aladdin for the Super Nintendo was very more... It was more platforming. Okay. I think think you threw apples, but I'm... You throw apples in the Genesis game. So maybe you don't. You know what's interesting? When they they adapted it for Game Boy Advance, Mm -hmm. it's the Sega game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the Sega platform, yeah. basically, for Game Boy Advance. But I, as a kid, I also didn't know that. But so when I saw other people playing it, I'm like, this is different than the one I have. But the Super Nintendo Aladdin, it is it is more platforming, so it's more like timing and jumping and everything. Okay. Um, but I, I loved it because, one, I loved Aladdin, so yeah. it was great. I loved all the carpet uh, moments where you were flying uh, as the Cave of Wonders is, like, exploding and you were going through the lava. Um, and when I was a teenager, I went back and replayed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is still great. And the soundtrack was cool. 
Um, but this was a password system. Okay. So you like even as a kid, I was writing down like genie, yeah, heart, yeah. plus sign. Right. Um, so yeah, I didn't really know, like I didn't know of the big differences, and I'm glad I played this one. But yeah, it was a big okay. It was a change. So anyway, I think the Genesis Disney games looked better. I think they looked great. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't compare it, but so, they they were always fun too. Yeah. That was the other thing. Like any of the any of the Disney ones, yeah, uh, were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some Sonic. So Sonic Two, right? I mean, Sonic One's a lot of fun. I love Sonic One, but no spin dash, no tails. Uh, weird level design. Weird level. Where you're not design. supposed to go fast. Yeah, Two Two is where I think the Sonic series really took off. I think everyone agreed. Yeah, I mean the multiplayer was great. You know, racing through the worlds and stuff. It was that was one of the best like multiplayer experiences mm-hmm. of that time. Right. Uh, and I also want to mention Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, mm. which is like an offshoot of uh, right. the Sega series. It was basically like a Doctor Mario clone. I'm told. Is it? Okay. I've never played Doctor Mario, but that's what I hear. Doctor Mario is it great. Is. Doctor Mario is. Uh, I probably pref- if I had to choose, I would pick Mario. Doctor Mario over Tetris. Yeah. I love Tetris. Yeah, anyway. yeah, it is the same same kind of thing. Yeah. Speaking of Dr. Robotnik, Eric got me a signed picture of the Dr. Robotnik voice actor. Yeah, so. uh, whose name escapes me. Uh, but he did a panel. That was pretty fun. That's cool. His voice also basically just sounds like it's Dr. Just, Robotnik. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Um, that's funny. Yeah, Sonic was one of the games that I played as a kid over other people's houses, so I never got farther than probably like okay. even the second world. Because I remember getting to the chemical plant zone yeah. in the second one. That's early. But I don't remember ever getting past, like, the Green Hill Zone in the first game. Mm-hmm. So I only just played Sonic 1 all the way through, like, a couple months ago. Oh, really? So I still have to play. And I, then I just ended up grabbing them all nice. for the PC. So I will... Uh, I'm. Uh, do we have Sonic Mania in our collection? No. No. That's a great one. It's we on, got some Sonics. It's on PS4. But. I think for game... Not Game Boy. Uh, Nintendo DS or 3DS, we okay. have Sonic some Colors. Sonics. Yeah, back in the, I mean there was so there was the three Sonics plus Sonic mm-hmm. and Knuckles plus Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine and yeah. uh, Sonic Spinball. Yeah. They were all great. Yeah. I loved them. Um I guess the other like a huge one that I put way too much time into as a kid was uh Super Mario Kart. Yeah, as a kid. Um, um, of course, I never played the that version. But. I mean, I didn't like the Nintendo 64 version because I loved the Super Mario Kart so much oh. um, that when I played the Nintendo 64 version, I'm like, this kind of stinks. And uh, <laughs> didn't live I'm not the only one who feels that way, but it's not like the popular opinion. Okay. Um, but man, I played the heck out of Super Mario Kart. Uh, that's another... Super Nintendo was probably like... It was a good... The games were good and the time was right. For me and my mom to like play a lot of these games mm. together so we played a lot of street fighter together we played a lot of Mar- like because nice. with super nintendo there was a lot of uh you go and finish a level and then somebody else goes yeah. like they did that in the okay. old marios but they did that with some other stuff but super mario kart we would you know we race against each other and the battle mode would play a lot mm-hmm. um so yes i played tons of super mario kart it's still one of my favorite if i had to play a mario kart now i would play super mario really? Kart. yeah it's only two players. I tried to give my wife uh, a go with this yeah. game, uh, and she hated it. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's smaller. Yeah. And it's a little bit more. I think it's more chaotic. I think it's more colorful. Okay. And m- more chaotic than when Nintendo sixty four happened. Um, I think Double Dash is fun, but this one is just it's just great. Hmm. The Super Nintendo is probably the, my my most nostalgic era. Okay. So anyway. All right. Probably when I felt the most safe as a child. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, okay, I guess I guess we should speed through. I've got a couple right. more. Um, I have to mention Echo. We need some blast processing. Echo the dolphin. I mean, yeah. this is a trippy, 
trippy game. Even when, even as like a ten-year-old kid, I was like, "This mm-hmm. is weird, right? This is a weird thing." <laughs> yeah, it's happening. I remember. I mean, you play as a dolphin. I think yeah. there are two. Aren't there Echo and then like Echo Tides? Four. Ten- There's four. Yeah. I just, I mean, it was almost. There was the something Dreamcast. almost creepy about it. Yeah, I remember that. I remember you know, as a kid, like the music and just the worlds and yeah. the ways you'd interact were just. Because you're not, there's no, like, human character. Yeah. It was just very, like, otherworldly. I'd go to a uh, a friend's house and we would just and just swim around. I'm like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. Is there a level here? Yeah. I would just swim and not know what I was doing. But I also was thinking, like, is this real? Is this a real video of a dolphin? Yeah. It was some of, like, the best graphics I had ever seen. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. All right, I've got two honorable mentions. You want me to finish it off, or you sure. want to go? Okay. Go ahead, do your All right. honorable mentions. Uh, the other one is a is a great multiplayer co op game, The Adventures of Batman and Robin, based on mm-hmm. the old uh, animated series. Yeah. You could pro- make your you could you could get if you as long as you kept getting the same color weapon, it would get progressively better. And it was a really cool. I don't know the 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 whole interface was just so good and it was perfect like to do co-op on it worked really right. well so I loved that beat that game uh-huh. uh, my friend and I played that all the time and then both of the Taz games are great so there's just the basic based on Tasmania based on Tasmania the, the show there's yeah. like Tasmania then there's like Taz and Mars or something mm. but both of those games I, I so, actually yeah. picked that one up not too long ago and uh, got my my Sega working for a little bit and right. it was it was great I love that game so. There are so many more. There are so many more. I love Sega Genesis, Which but those one? those are my tippity tops. Um, so bring us home. What do you got? All right. I could count both Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2, but okay. I'm just going to do 2. All right. Because um, while I played Donkey Kong Country 1 with my mom, I played Donkey Kong Country 2 basically by myself. Uh, apparently it gave her motion sickness mm. uh, at like the first level because they yeah. had like wind effects and everything. But it, it was just... Both games are, but the second one is more so. They're very, like, melancholy huh. in some things. And, like, their level design and their music, kind of like uh, there used to be things here, and now they're gone. You're always in, like, these abandoned yeah. places. Abandoned yeah. mine shafts, abandoned uh, ruins. I'm playing through the DS version right yeah. now, which we do have in our collection. Right. Yeah. And so, but the music was also very melancholy. It is. And so, like, yeah. as a kid... And, like, this would be at an older age as a kid, so not quite a teenager, but it always kind of, like, affected me a little bit. And mm. Donkey Kong wasn't there, so you were Diddy and Dixie Kong, and she had the ponytail flying, mm. which I thought was cool. Um, but it was just kind of, like, this very strange... I mean, it's not a grown-up experience, because, right. you know, they're monkeys fighting right. crocodiles and stuff, but it did feel, um, I don't know, like... Broody, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Um, and the Donkey Kong Country games, I remember the first time I saw a barrel explode in Donkey Kong Country 2, I'm like, well, that's it. This is as good as <laughs> graphics are ever going to get. <laughs> and then I'll also say Super Metroid, because this one I played, oh. like, I graduated college. Yeah. And then, like, during that summer, I played this on an emulator. Wow. And it was, like, one of the best things I ever played. Wow. And so I love it now. Um, I like the GameCube like Metroid Prime. Yeah, Metroid Prime's good. Yeah. Super Metroid is another one that I feel like just doesn't age. Huh. Um, and the music is, again, it, it's very melancholy music, very lonely music. Um, and it kind of, when I listen to the soundtrack and even look at images of Super Metroid, I'm like, this is like 90s sci-fi mm. at its like its core. I, this is, to me, it strikes um, like 90s cool in a lot of ways. Okay. So... Yeah. The Super Nintendo wasn't a cool system. Okay. I would say. The Genesis was the cool system. Well. And the the Super Nintendo 
I get. I mean, it was more kid family friendly. Mm-hmm. Like Super Mario World is great. It's one of the best, but it's not as cool yeah. as Sonic. Right. And but I think Super Metroid was cool. Okay. And I think even Donkey Kong Country is like goofy as it is to have like a giant gorilla with a necktie. I think they were those were like cool. But I think you guys. I think the Genesis. You know, it was the teen system. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I think like growing up, yeah, you you start with like the NES. You get a Genesis, and then you'd maybe get a PS1, because mm-hmm. that's, like, the maturity uh, Yeah, line. actually, that's exactly what I did, but then I wanted an N64, so I traded yeah. it in. <laughs> yeah, I was a Nintendo guy all the way up until I had a 64. So yeah. I went NES, uh, Super Nintendo, 64, and I had Game Boy all the way to the Game Boy Advance SP and everything. Mm-hmm. But then when I had to choose between a GameCube or a PS2, I ended up getting a PS2, because yeah. it had more of what I wanted to play yeah. then. But, yeah. I was I was sold out for Super Nintendo. I remember being at like summer camp, and I didn't get in the fight because it was getting verbally bloody. But there, it was, it was night, so it was quiet out. Everyone was supposed to be asleep, but the kids were arguing over what was cooler, the <laughs> Super Nintendo or the Genesis. Oh my gosh! And like I wanted to defend the suit, but the Genesis kids were being so mean. Oh. And then we got in trouble for talking over quiet hours, and we lost our candy privileges oh. the next day. So. I, I'll. I have no patience for people who say Mario Brothers. Yeah. Or call him Mario. Yeah, I, I can't. Still hear it. I can't handle it. Yeah, I was at a conference. I can't that handle happened. it. So. Uh, anyway. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to all of our favorites. We want to hear your favorites too. Mm. So please uh, send them to us on Twitter at All the Book Show. You can email yeah. us at wellsville at stls.org or find us on Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library and tell us your favorite uh, Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo games. Yeah. Should we do a poll? Should we see our our listenership? Maybe, yeah. Where are we? All let's right, we're going to put a poll up on, on Twitter. <laughs> so, see what it is. Yeah. All right, let's do some library news. Okay. I can tell you that I've got my book clubs, which I've already mentioned. Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. We're reading that on November 14th. And mm-hmm. then Her Royal Spinus by Reese Bowen. That is November 20th, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that is Christmas books, because by then we'll almost yeah. be at Thanksgiving. Uh, then we also have Eli Knapp, author of, of a new book. It's going to be at the library on the 14th. And an old favorite, Creek Bend Band, is back down in the auditorium Woo! on Thursday the 15th. Cool. So that's the big stuff happening. What about you? Um, let's see. So, Teen Night, uh, every Wednesday at 5.30, 7.30, we're watching The Darkest Mind. Hmm. This, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, watching yeah, yeah. as in I put it on, but you can right. do whatever you want. The yeah. kids mainly play like Mario Tennis and Mario Kart on the Switch. Okay. Um, but... I guess it's based off of a YA series that I haven't heard of yeah. um, until this, and it kind of got decent reviews, but Interesting. bombed at the box oh, office. Really? So I'm gonna I'm gonna be interested to see if the kids are interested in it at all. Yeah, it seemed like kind of a blink and you miss it. Like yeah. I remember hearing about it, and then I, I don't yeah. think I ever remember seeing. Yeah. Oh, that movie's in. You well, know? again, if you don't come, uh, if you can't come or you don't come to the teen night, uh, it will be in our collection. Okay. So you can rent it, um, and then. We got our thousand books before kindergarten, kindergarten, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's the seventeenth. That's uh, like a kickoff party. Yeah. So, so the program is basically encouraging and trying to help parents uh, facilitate it so they can read a thousand books to their yeah. kids before kindergarten. And we try to make yeah. it as easy as possible, but uh, it's yeah. great for honing uh, literacy skills and just giving kids a, a better vocabulary so yeah. they're more able to you know articulate uh, yeah. as they learn. So, so uh, I'm I'm really excited about yeah. the program. I think it's gonna be great. And then I mean we're at Thanksgiving then, so that means. We're almost getting up time for the Nutcracker yeah, as yeah. well, so yeah. this is going to be a busy two months. That's true. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. All right, well, again, folks, thanks for tuning in. Please Ooh. let us know your favorite video game system and send us any other thoughts on the topic, and make sure you check out our collection of... Right now we have... Uh, PS4. PS4, Wii, GameCube, 
Nintendo and, DS. And 3DS games, And 3DS, yeah. yep. So, yeah, so we have all that. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get more if that's what people want. Yeah, so. we have some in the in the teen loft for the kids to use, but not to check okay. out. We have a Xbox One and uh-huh. a few games, and then the Nintendo Switch and a few, few games. games. Great. So, so those are just to use yeah. in the library. Yeah. For teens. At the, yeah. Okay. So. Well, Eric, thanks for uh, hosting me and Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. here in your lovely home. Yeah. And I can't believe to... you made it through... Uh, being in the room with the guinea pig. I'm starting to, yeah. like, right now. And that's I why I vacuumed before you sat down. I can't get through much longer. <laughs> I'm allergic to guinea pigs, everyone. Yeah, that's what we learned. Yep. So. All right, so from Eric, Sonic, and myself, <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>